Welcome to the Outsourcing Farming Podcast. I'm Gareth McCormick. The rapid growth of the Asia-Pacific clinical trial sector has been well documented over the last 10 years as companies, both local and international, have sought to improve patient access and reduce cost. Alex Safarian, CEO of Australian contract research organisation Novatech, predicted that this growth would continue, citing the increase in the number of trials conducted in the region despite the economic downturn as the basis for his opinion. Well, what we've been seeing since uh, the global financial crisis is that demand in the Asia-Pacific hasn't actually slowed down. If anything, uh, anecdotally, we see it as having gone up. Our theory is that as the credit crisis started to bite, the um, companies who were previously not looking as far and wide to do global studies were forced to look at global studies a bit more, and so... Regions like the Asia-Pacific were beneficiaries for that. So we, as, as we begin to come out of the financial crisis, we actually have not seen a dwindling of the demand. And um, so for the moment, for what we're seeing, the demand is extremely healthy. You mentioned the, the global economic crisis there. Um, cost and ease of patient recruitment are usually cited as growth drivers for um, trials in Asia-Pacific. How accurate an interpretation is this? I think it's it's pretty accurate, but it doesn't paint the whole picture. So cost and uh, patient recruitment, I'd say, is uh, the number one issue. Um, so whilst uh, the lower cost is uh, is obviously a benefit, it's really access to patients and access to large patient populations that uh, sponsors are looking for, and obviously the lower cost relative to the U.S. and Europe uh, is a plus on top of that. So. What we've seen, for example, is that in places like India, South Korea, uh, China, the number of new studies starting in 2009 versus 2006 is uh, a 4 to 1 differential. Uh, back in 2006, our data shows that there were uh, about 50 new studies starting in those countries, and in 2009, in each of those particular cases, the numbers had quadrupled to over 200 new studies starting. And uh, we're seeing similarly high demand in places like Taiwan uh, and Thailand. Australia, that for the last 20 years has been doing FDA studies, has also seen an increase during that time. But all in all, I'd, I'd say the region offers a tremendous opportunity in terms of uh, access to patients. Uh, cost is obviously uh, a sweetener on top. And uh, but ultimately, as as we know, in any any region, any type of trial, it's uh, it's the quality that also needs to come into the picture to to conclude the trifecta. Presumably, uh, the ethnic diversity in the region is attractive to sponsors. In that, if you can prove your drug works in a particular population, you can then sell it in that market. Is that something you're seeing as well? Yeah, uh, it's probably more of a factor I'd say in places like China for local marketing uh, regulatory reasons, uh, but certainly the uh, ethnic diversity, uh, where it can be particularly interesting to Western companies, uh, is also an issue for certain diseases. Uh, we're seeing, for example, some specific oncology indications coming to the region more simply because of the higher prevalence. Uh, there are some seasonal issues also with uh, in places like Australia where there's reverse seasonality. 
but the the ethnic diversity can lend itself in, in given diseases and indications to high prevalence in the Asian population. Uh, and, and that only plays a picture on a, on a case-by-case basis. And following on from that then, what are the most challenging aspects of conducting trials in the region? Um, do, for example, issues of language and the large number of different cultures pose problems for, for companies? They can. I'd say it's really no different than any other regions with a lot of diversity. I think that the main point to bear in mind is that uh, the region is not homogeneous. So there are a lot of countries within individual countries, in some places like India, for example, you may have to undertake multiple translations of uh, things like informed consent, documentation, etc. And so the, certainly the, the language and the cultural issues are, are something to take into account. The other thing that needs to be borne in mind is that most of the trials that come to the region are part of larger global studies where there may also be sites in Europe or Latin America or the U.S., etc. And so issues of coordination, issues of uh, uh, properly defining the management chain of command, if you like, about how the study is best run and how data comes out of it, these are some of the things that sponsors need to take into account. Uh, but overall, I'd say there's nothing really specific that's Asia-specific as such. It's it, uh, same sort of uh, challenges and issues to take into consideration in any large, diverse area. Okay, you, you mentioned some of the other regions there. Do you see in the future um, areas like Latin America, Central and Eastern Europe will start to challenge the sort of the growth rates being seen in the Asia-Pacific region in terms of trials? Um, I, I don't see there's so much challenging as, as kind of joining the party. Uh, places like Central Eastern Europe has has the jump, I'd say, in over places like Latin America or Asia, in the sense that um, um, high-end trials have been getting conducted in places like Poland, Hungary, Czech Republic, etc., uh, uh, maybe ten years earlier than when they really started pushing into into the Asian region. But what we're seeing with all of those regions, I think, is is a continuing push towards globalization. So. Ultimately, over time, rather than these regions competing with each other, I think a set of a sense of equilibrium will be established, uh, where really the concentration of trials, where historically they, they used to be done predominantly in, in the U.S. and Western Europe, will kind of equilibrate more towards uh, some of those other emerging regions. In Asia, I think uh, the one differentiator is that the capacity is so much greater. Uh, if you look right across the region, uh, the, the total uh, uh, universe of patients available or uh, the populations in, those, in the region is over 3 billion people. So in that sense, it's, it's unique uh, compared to, to uh, what's available in the other regions. Uh, but I think all of those regions share more in common than, than not. So I expect all of them to continue to grow. Alec, thank you very much for sharing that insight. For Outsourcing Pharma, this is Gareth McDonald.